1: Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McHusick. We've got a really interesting series of pods here. And a young man came to me with this idea. Colt, Colt Scardinia. Colt, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be here again. Great idea for a series of pods is evolution. And we're talking about the evolution of the league from... A number of different perspectives. Uh, we got good tie-ins to other sports, but
4: without me talking too much about it, tell, tell the folks
1: what we're going to be talking about tonight, Cole.
4: Yeah, so this will be a series um, that you and I have discussed a little a little bit. It's uh, called Evolution of the League. We're going to start with the structure right now, and it's really how the league is set up, right? So we'll get down to the brass tacks um, right off the bat of, you know, are we are we in an optimal situ- situation? Excuse me, for the league, um, we and, and some people will say yes, some people will say no, um, but a lot of lot of cool um, areas that we can discuss as far as ways that it could be improved or at least changed for um, experimental purposes.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, absolutely great topic. Um, one of the one of the terrific ones that has ever been brought to me about about this. And I'm like, it's so obvious when you do it, you, you, you know, this we should have done this a long time ago. But uh, let's not delve too far back into the history of the NFL. But I'm going to give people a less than 45 second recap on kind of how we got to the point we're at or, or it, into the recent future. Of course, the, the NFL uh, was a 16 team league in the 60s until the merger. Uh, The merger came along, and they picked up ten additional teams in 1970 uh, from the old AFL, and and became a 26 team league. That lasted until the two teams, Tampa Bay and Seattle, joined the league the same year. In the NFL, you really can't have anything but an even number of teams. Other, actually, that's not true. They've done it. They've done it now. In 99, had, right? Yeah, they had 29 and then 30, right? And they, mm-hmm. Or did they even have 31 and then 32 at a point? Or did they both, the Texans come out with somebody else in 02?
4: It was Try 99, the Browns, and then 02, the Texans. So you know, I think they, they were go. lopsided, yeah.
1: So anyway, we're getting into some of the things. Is, is the <laughs> the evolution there? Uh, in terms of the number of, of teams in the league, is, is there any concern about growth in that? So, so far, they've been able to bring them on and sell them at a very high rate. The last one the Houston Texans, uh, came in for, I think it was $3 billion Jeez. <laughs> it, and they, and they did not have a big expansion draft that, uh, um that rape the other franchises like they've had in hockey hockey well, yeah. you know it's like
4: you end up with four number two lines and the vegas golden knights go to the championship in, <laughs> in the first, first year that's yeah. i don't know how they i don't know how the nf nhl got away with that but uh yeah i do remember the uh we did lose some quality players i think we lost sharper and mm-hmm. jermaine lewis um but obviously not we didn't lose ray lewis or, or anybody mm-hmm. jonathan Ogden, and anybody like that so they uh they did do it correctly um as far as is there any concern, I mean, there's always, of course, a concern. I, I like to look at this topic. I like to look at a lot of these topics as the um, sort of the balancing out of scarcity versus mm-hmm. optimizing the league, right? So the NFL, and rightly so, because they've been so successful, so popular, they think that they can expand in, in every way, in every, in every facet, um, pretty much uh, – and and you know uh, unlimited uh and so of course they would uh i and, and and i must have memory hold this because in in researching this topic i went back and found some articles recent articles um uh you know respectable journalists saying that the highest level of the nfl was talking about expanding to 40 teams mm-hmm. um over this next decade uh so i look oh, back and fast. That would be very fast expansion. Uh, I don't know if they could do a, you know, that many expansion drafts and not lose key players from from every team. Mm-hmm. So it, it it wouldn't be as seamless as it was in in 2002. Um, but at the same time, would I love to see it? Would I love to see 40 teams? I think I would. Um, they expanded, I think uh, like you said, in pairs about once a decade, you know, so two teams per decade for seventies, eighties, nineties, um, and the early two thousands. And then they've gone about 20 years now. And if they were to add, you know, eight teams over 10 years, um, that would really test their, their, um, ability to, uh, dominate the, the landscape of sports as they have for so long. Yeah.
1: It's a, it, that's a great organizational project. Is just how you do that because there's a, there's a significant dilution of talent in going from 32 to 40 teams. Baseball experienced it around two sets of expansions in the 61-62 expansion, and then again in the 69 expansion when they added four teams at, at one time. You know, there there were some real dominance created. The Orioles were one of the teams that really benefited from it um, um, in, in terms of the the dominance surrounding the um, the immediate area of expansion. And you, I, I I shudder to think what those teams end up with in terms of players when they first start out and what kind of disparity that may may create but i guess there there is the long term stability really comes in what's the amount of population that you're effectively drawing your talent from per nfl player per nfl team what per nfl unit we we'll mm-hmm. call it so if you have 32 teams sorry, well let's go back to the 60s if you had 16 teams and you're drawing them from something like 160 or 180 million people because really the united states was the only place where football is being played you didn't have samoans and you didn't have you know put players from other players places really pulled in europeans occasionally and whatnot mm-hmm. so they had about 10 million people per team that they were drawing from and you move up to you know today and we've got thirty-two teams. There's three hundred twenty million people, or three hundred thirty million in the United, actually, maybe three forty in the United States. So we're we're still on the same level there, but they're also drawing from other other areas of the world, right? And and I don't know. I couldn't ex- put an exact figure on that, or or you know, if the if each unit of population means the same because of the scarcity of players and whatnot. But uh, uh, I I don't think they've really hurt themselves with the expansion to date in terms of of creating a like a highly diluted amount of talent.
4: Neither do I. I think the, um, the main area that they're deficient in is um, obviously qu- quarterbacks. And, mm-hmm. and And I would say you got about 12 to 15 top tier quarterbacks that you could feasibly win a championship with. But if you already have half the league, more than half the league that doesn't have that advantage, right. then what's the problem with adding in eight more teams? Because you're going to have, you, you know, if you look at all the undrafted free agents, you look at people playing in mm-hmm. other sporting leagues, um, I think you could easily fill 40 teams, right? Especially there's more opportunity, right. more college kids think that they have the opportunity to make it and they they're go for it, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I you're probably right there. There's more last chance you opportunities kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Going back to your quarterback point, though, I'm really interested in that one because I, I the one thing I would see there is we've just seen – the very start of the evolution of really competing strategies of what makes a good quarterback with Lamar Jackson, really, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Michael Vick in in a way too, but, but with really with Lamar Jackson, and I, I would think if you have to find 40 quarterbacks, you're going to find 40 quarterbacks somehow, and it may mean that that you'll have much more of that competition of how football is played. And we're actually going to get to that on another show, but there's some yes. natural overlap that comes here with the number of teams. Mm-hmm. Is that if if you don't have, you know, 32, let's say, of your 40 teams that can have a pocket quarterback uh, who's at a highly productive level and there's eight teams continually searching, which might be a normal Kind of level we'd see in the game today, then then you have a a, uh, a situation where teams are going to have to adapt
4: to, to make things happen. And i i couldn't I couldn't agree more. And I think that that's a good thing. I think that mm-hmm. putting you know putting people pe- putting the um, teams uh, management their feet to the fire and saying, Hey, look, you're not going to find a, a Patrick Mahomes in this mm-hmm. draft, so figure something out you know, figure another way out to, um, be competitive, at least try to be competitive. Obviously we already see issues with tanking. So up, going up mm-hmm. to 40, I mean, yeah, it would be, Oh, sorry.
1: You'd, you'd kind of have to change the draft. I think to, to mm-hmm. adjust to that. If your if your quarterback shortage is that pronounced that yeah. you'd, uh, uh that you create that, I think you'd probably have to have to go to something like that. Well, that's that's a you've already got us started on a great way <laughs> down the road. Talk about some other elements of the game and how they've
4: changed over time. Sure. Well, the um, next thing I, w- I did want to bring up with you, and obviously this the the biggest change or a, a very recent change is that just the number of games. I know it was uh, fourteen for a while. Maybe you could help mm-hmm. me out with the exact year that yeah. it went to
1: sixteen. So so it was it was a twelve game season for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, a fourteen game season came in in. Oh, uh, it might've been the late fifties, early sixties. And honestly, I don't really know. I know, um, uh, big, the big night train lane had 14 interceptions in a 12 game season as rookie year, which was 1952. So that kind of helps me frame it up, <laughs> but I don't know exactly when they changed to 14 games. Unitas might've always been a 14 game season quarterback. So it would have been somewhere between 52 and about 57 that, that it changed. All right. So, so then uh, we,
4: we have 14 games and then, uh, when it was at the seventies, when it was 78, 78. When was all right. So we've had 16 for a, a good amount of time now. And then mm-hmm. they, of course it was either, I think, I think it was this last season was the, the very first one and they uh, bumped it up to 17. Just quick side note. Um, I can, I can never, it never looks right when I see the, <laughs> the eight and nine record, the mm-hmm. 12 and five record. So it, my brain always uh, reverts it back to a 16 game season. So 12 and five teams are always 12 <laughs> and four. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I was kind of wondering where you stood. Is this is this another area of expansion that you like? I mean, we we saw the Ravens get bit by the injury bug, but that a lot of that happened early on. I'm I'm worried that if they have too many games in the season, um, that we're just going to see the championship go to the healthiest team every year, rather than maybe the best team or the most capable team. Uh, very legitimate question,
1: and um, I, I hate the factor that luck plays in the current games. And unfortunately, I think it's a, I think it, it may be a, um, a call to play the game differently. Like the game needs to be less violent somehow. And, and I don't think that's really what people want. I think people want a, a consistent level of hard hitting that, mm-hmm. that they've come to expect from people. I think it's part of the fun of it. Um, but you know, if, if you're going to get players through an 18 game season, you, you got questions that said, you know, I can't stand the ex- preseason games. <laughs> right. I just can't stand them. So, so if, if, uh, if, mostly I can't stand them as a season ticket holder. So if they could get rid of one preseason game every two years for me as a season ticket holder and I get one and nine every year <laughs> of regular games, that that make me very happy.
4: Seems like a good trade-off. And I think the, uh, I think the owners in a heartbeat would make that trade because they'd give away all the, um, preseason in order to get that 18 games, uh, 18 games. Um, I think that's. I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's um, going to be long. And um, before it does happen, and I just don't like you and I were just talking about. There's there's going to be so much luck involved in an 18 game season. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about that. Uh, besides, my my main uh, suggestion would be to add a second buy you know, give guys, uh, another, an, oh, it would actually be kind of a buy and a half. Cause what I would want to mm-hmm. do is attach. Uh, and I listened to a recent podcast you had talking about the scheduling deficiencies versus some teams got the sure. advantage, um, and, uh, pair that second buy with a, with the Thursday game, right? So you always play that Thursday game coming off a buy. So then mm-hmm. you have seven days before your game, you play your game, you have seven days after your game until the next one.
1: So it's a, it's 11 day, 11 off days between
4: a Sunday say and a and a Thursday game you would play. Right, so then you could you could take off until Friday practice until Wednesday and then play that thursday game and then you would have three games three days after that and or four games after four days after excuse me four days after that until you start practice again on monday
1: that makes complete sense to me i mean i i think the schedule probably ought to fit into this one too this this episode of the four we're, we're we're planning here but they've got to fix the schedule they've got to get the the no, there's no sense going over the entire scheduling episode, but the playing people coming off buys has got to be fixed. There's no Agreed. excuse yeah. for it. The playing people
4: coming off Thursday has got to be fixed. Somebody's playing four teams coming off a Thursday this year. I mean, it, you yeah. would think that they'd have somebody smart enough at the league office to just flag that and say, look, you it's, cannot, you cannot yeah. have this happen.
1: I mean, it's, it's not rocket science It's the simple thing. I know they want to get high quality games for the national games, but it is not rocket science to make those pairings within the division, the huge advantage of divisional games and those being set every year that they exist every year is you can always pull the same teams off to have the same disadvantage or the same advantage coming off the week. So, so you, you, you have that and it just does not take a set theory expert to, to to create an NFL schedule. So, uh, you know, I know they have team constraints and, you know, all kinds of individual things probably come into the league uh, the Thursday home game for the for the Lions and and uh, Cowboys, I think part of the reason they've allowed that to continue is that the the Cowboys make the league so much money right. that they're so popular that they've said, okay, we'll give it to you. The Lions, there's no excuse for them to have it. They're not doing anything for the National Football League. They, they, I mean, seriously, they uh, they got to have that taken away.
4: Yeah, that is a, a privilege, and you should pretty much earn yeah. that privilege. And if you if you're not living up to that billing, then why do you have it i i agree there um yeah so i, I think if you if you can add that second buyer like i said the buy and a half I, I can you can talk me into not hating an eighteen game season. I would s I would go back to sixteen to be completely honest with you. I wouldn't if you gave me the option between uh fourteen and eighteen and sixteen wasn't an option, I would think I would go fourteen over eighteen. Just that again, that scarcity of every game matters more. If you start playing eighteen games of an NFL season, I mean you're gonna have two or three weeks that you can kind of just say, eh, it doesn't really doesn't really matter we can sort of throw this away or this you know th- that stretch between september and uh, you know or you know, weeks three and week seven or something that it's just if you if you lose the the um the sense if the fans lose the sense that it matters to the season that they these games are necessary and they can just kind of tune out uh i i wonder if they you know these extra games are are going to be sort of like shooting themselves in the foot i i, I think that that's exactly what Uh, major league baseball did when they expanded 162 games i think if if you were if you had a magic ball and you a magic eight ball and you could see what would happen i don't think anybody would have gone from 154 to 162 if anything they would have gone back to 144 because i mean nothing in in april or may really matters in in baseball unfortunately
1: 154 would have been a, a good place to stay, but the, the game was booming when they did it, mm-hmm. and the game boomed more through the 70s. So they really didn't have a, a, um, a big loss from it. They, In fact, they expanded. They didn't have any problem. They had popular places. It wasn't really until the Twins and Expos needed to be contracted, and the Orioles got the rifle butt end of that by, by moving the Expos to, to D.C., that, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the real scarcity of baseball was a question mark. There's still places who would probably, the cities that would like to, um, you know, expand for baseball, but there's oh, sure. now, there's enough teams that that are in trouble and, and you know, can, can move mm-hmm. that it's a, a question. The, the new stadiums have, have mitigated that somewhat because a lot of these teams are signing into long-term leases that um, if if they get out of them, it's going to cost them
4: a lot of money. <laughs> and baseball has the added advantage, at least the the local teams do, that they're mm-hmm. they do huge television numbers against um, you know the the local programming. So um, I know when the back when the <laughs> it's a long time ago back when the Orioles were. Um, you know, in that 12 to 16 stretch, uh, mm-hmm. I think they were doing a, a 14, which is like unheard of for local. Yeah, unheard of. Yeah. So it's, that's, that's a rating, not a share. That'd be a share, not a rating, a share. Yeah. I was, I, I would, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't know the terminology. I always check the, it's, mm-hmm. well, I don't know why I'm so interested in this, but I checked the, the Forbes list after the end of every season and see, uh, you know, which teams were doing the best. And I always, I always remembered that they, they had that huge number in uh, in 2014 so um it's been but- a long time since i've
1: been in broadcasting school but a share is the percentage of if you're talking about radio is the percentage of of radios supposedly they're listening to the event mm-hmm. and a rating is the, the 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 percentage of people i believe or maybe it's households that are tuned in oh. so even if it's it, if the, it, the denominator includes turned off radios or turned off tvs in uh for rating. So when Dallas the who who shot JR episode got a, a rating of over fifty percent, I think it might have been fifty three, uh that was a really incredible uh right. event for network television. Some Super Bowls I think have done better than that, but uh but uh, that was
4: really really a special event at the time. Yeah. So fifty three percent of all the TVs, whether they were yeah. on or not, that's uh well, yeah. yeah. For the I got to. Go, I got
1: to go back to one other thing you said here. Sure. So, the eighteen versus fourteen game season. I, I I think I would take the other side of that argument. That sure. uh, it's, first of all, four additional games uh, uh, with fourteen being the base is literally about thirty percent, twenty eight point six percent increment to league revenue to play those extra games. And I really think you can linearly apply that. That that basically. The NFL will get paid on a per game basis by the by the advertisers by the networks to do it. I I think that they have an additional hook, which we maybe talk about in the economics of the game a little bit more with gambling that mm-hmm. that gives them some interest when there's not necessarily interest. Fantasy football would be another area where they have interest when there's not necessarily real interest. Um, but but people watch the games for for different reasons. Uh, you know, you have the fantasy fans, you have the you have the gambling people, and you have the the you know rooting interest
4: fans as well. <laughs> right, I didn't uh I'm not a, I'm not a fantasy guy so that completely mm-hmm. yeah that's a, that's a great point because yeah, if in those 3 through 8 uh weeks 3 through 8 when uh even if you're not locked into your local team, you but you're a diehard fan of, everybody that plays fantasy needs their guys to produce so they're yeah. going to be watching. Um so that is a good point. I, I I always I understand that the the economics of it and why the league would want to do it. Um, from a fan perspective like you and i were talking about just the 18 game season the amount of injuries that that would entail and um obviously my my big biggest preference would be to go back to a 16 game season i think they (laughs) had it i think they hit it right on the nose and i think they're frankly getting a little greedy trying to get those those extra two games but i mean they've they literally have not had a misstep yet so (laughs) right it's it's you
1: know they've been i think they've been pretty careful to take baby steps all along the way they never expanded like baseball did with Mm -hmm. a with a bunch of expansion teams at once the only thing close to that was really the merger in terms of you know putting two leagues together but that had already been it'd been pretty well established at that point the other league had been around for 10 years they were Had won the last two Super Bowls when they, when they, you know, got merged and uh, they were legitimate, a fairly legitimate group. What about um, some of the other structural things we've seen now? A lot of the scheduling difficulties come with when they're playing the games, meaning the days of the week that they play the games.
4: Right. Yeah. And it's, um, as you mentioned, you know, a team's got uh, uh, four games against uh, another other teams coming off the Thursday game. I don't know. Uh, I obviously know why they went with the thursday games and and it's it's i can't imagine it's not uh, uh highly viewed yeah it's <laughs> i'm I'm sure they're doing fine uh, uh economically, but as much as the players hate it as much as you know we've seen just i mean look at that ravens game they they played on uh sunday then they they played that overtime game on Sunday then they had to trek down to miami on uh, almost no rest. And they, I mean, they just looked like they had never played football before uh, and they got embarrassed. So um, it's, it's clearly an advantage for the home team. It's clearly an advantage for the Thursday team on the next Sunday. So the fact that they've never really figured this out um and again, you could play divisional games there and give teams sort of that buy and a half and make sure everybody's, um, uh, you know, make sure everybody's on somewhat even footing. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to know where you stand on Thursday games, where you stand on uh, teams maybe playing Monday and then um, traveling across the country again and playing like a Sunday morning, uh, Sunday <laughs> one o'clock game. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you stand with all of that?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, i am I'm frankly okay with the Thursday games. I want them to to fix the remaining scheduling issues, and they've they've kind of baby stepped their way through fixing some of them while ignoring you know huge ones like the bye week. Um, and and one of the things that makes it easier to fix those scheduling problems would would be a second bye week. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that. And I think I think honestly they could go second bye week, eighteen games, two game preseason. The the difficulty is where do you extend the season? Do you extend the season at the beginning or extend the season at the end? And they they haven't liked uh, you know having Labor Day games be the start of the season that Labor Day Sunday right uh, because families take vacations and it's you know it's it, it's more difficult for them to get big numbers uh, both in in terms of TV and I think also in terms of some attendance issues uh, in that first in that first week so they they've, they've kind of said they don't want to do that but I think if the if the alternative is they can get the eighteen game season that way. I think it's probably preferable to be playing a Labor Day game than a mid-January game, and and I, it would literally be like January fifteenth or something. They might be playing on.
4: Yeah, and then think about what that's doing to the Super Bowl. Now you're sure. playing the Super Bowl in March, February. Um, the the um, lab, as far as the Labor Day is concerned, um, I <laughs> it's sad to say, but I think football trumps uh, family <laughs> at yes. this point. Um, I know I would find a way to a screen. I know uh my family would probably buy t- if they if nobody else wanted to go. I know we would grab tickets for that Labor Day game if uh, if the Ravens were, were at home. So I think there are um I I think the NFL can do what they want as far as uh putting putting games on the screen as long as it's uh quality um Football being played, and that's what—that's where my my Thursday beef comes in. Um, it's just I've seen enough teams lay an egg on Thursday night. I'm going why are we, why why are we, why are we subject to this? And then of course I watch uh, every minute of it. So they know what they're doing. Yeah. In in terms of the Thursday games, one of the other things they
1: did, and it's a baby step is that every team plays at least a Thursday game. So there's more chance for egg laying when you get more of the chickens in those games (laughs) Uh, in terms of, of, you know, not having, not having quality, obviously let's, let's talk about another huge bugaboo in the schedule for me, which is the international games. And it's a huge bugaboo, but it's also a, the the I would say enormous possibility for growth of the league. I, I think the, the the league has kind of latched on to a couple of things. One of them is gambling, and just get completely getting in bed with gambling, realizing hey, that's part of football. Uh, that that's okay. I, 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 if games started getting thrown for any reason, they need to take appropriate action. But hopefully that won't. But g- going back to the international, I mean, this the Big Ten, all the conferences have basically cross pollinated with each other. Not because they want the teams. Like nobody the Big Ten didn't need Maryland in in the Big Ten. (laughs) They needed they did Maryland's market. Right. You know, they wanted the DC market. So so this is an opportunity to get the entire nation of Mexico behind a team in Mexico City, to get the entire UK behind a team there.
4: And I would say the the baby step that way would be just behind the league. You know, I don't know what Mm -hmm. the um, favorability of NFL is. Of course, it's not as big as soccer there, but if they are going to grow it, they need to have live games. They need to Mm -hmm. create that. Event They need people coming and and seeing it in action. They need to meet the, you know, the Patrick Mahomes and the Lamar Jacksons of, of the, uh, of the league and being able to sign autographs and things like that. But I'm, I'm completely, um, with you there that the next step would be to sort of have every team could have a, a secondary market. And, uh, I know, uh, either we spoke about this or maybe I saw you, you tweet about it, um, when they kind of divvied up the divvied up the globe, yep. and cut the Ravens out of the out of the pie, I, I, do you think that that had anything to do with uh, Harbaugh's comments after the 2007 I, international game?
1: I, I think it's the Ravens who chose not to be involved internationally, which is a crazy decision. It's insane. Um, you know, the Rams got China. I think, you know, it's like, (laughs) and, you know, uh, if, if you're talking about who gets Australia, you know, Japan, another great market, Mm -hmm. if you you could really tap into it, Uh, Mexico, fantastic market, if you can tap into it, Uh, you know, the LA Raiders seem to have a big advantage there, Las Vegas Raiders, sorry.
4: I was right. I, I always do that. I still call them the San Diego chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was hoping we'd get Brazil. I know I've, I've met a, a couple of people on my travels and, um, for, for a couple of Brazilians who are, who were Ravens fans. Yeah. You great, know? great point. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think they, I think they gave it to Miami, but again, if we could, if, uh, if they, if, if, you know, jacksonville wants to play in london we can play in rio uh mm-hmm. or uh, buenos Aires, or something there's plenty of places around the world you give everybody you, you take into account travel you take into account buys you take into account who they're playing the next week but of course send these games everywhere around the world let other people experience it you know it's going to be a boom for everybody so i mean that's where i stand on the international wow. games i know it's tough okay so you're, you're actually, I, I, I trying to get this into on, on yeah. two levels. So the first
1: is maybe you get the current 32 to play internationally on a, on a, on a broader stage where it's mm-hmm. maybe instead of four games per year, what it is now, maybe it becomes 16 games per year where
4: a team loses a home game every other year. Right, that we've already we're getting we're sort of getting a home game with that seventeenth game every other year. Okay, if we you're can, season ticket holder, you're losing a home game. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, you wouldn't have to pay for it. I'm assuming they wouldn't make you pay for it, but I, I my ratio of of regular season games to preseason games just got worse. How about okay, that? that that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I, I I didn't look at it from a season ticket holder perspective, but um, as far as if you still had 16 American based games, right? So mm-hmm. eight home, eight away. And then even if you wanted to call it a neutral game site, because mm-hmm. um, no one, no team. So the 17th game, everybody that plays. Their, yeah, everybody plays their mm-hmm. 17th game somewhere else, whether it's Beijing or Tokyo or mm-hmm. Auckland.
1: <laughs> and so you find you, you have to find seven or you have to find 16 pairings that almost requires divisional play. To do that. So you'd be taking divisional games. No, you can't do that. You have to do it. You could do, you could still do it with the single game pairing each year. Mm-hmm. That could be the one because those are unique situations. So you could, you could, you have
4: exactly 16 per year. You play all of those overseas. That's what and, I would do. And, yeah, and that would work. Yes, Or at okay. least look at it one year. Again, these are all... Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody from the NFL is <laughs> taking my idea seriously, but um, these are. it would be nice to just see them experiment a little bit more with some of this, you know, rather than uh, – you know, and they are expanding. I think this year they're bumping it up to five games, the Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspurs. I'm, I'm not much of a mm-hmm. Premier League guy. I think they are getting nice. – they promised two games a year and it looks like two at Wembley, one in Munich or something. Yeah. Germany got one and then Mexico city is getting one. So they are expanding, but, uh, I would like to see some, some big swings like we're talking about, um, as far as, uh, stuff like international games, um, And then, of course, uh, balance that out with I I don't want to see big swings going to the 18th game, but I would like to see a big swing with them going to 40 teams. Of course, that's that's not an experiment. You can't you can't uh, put the toothpaste back in the tube there. Once you got 40 teams, you got 40 teams, you know? Yeah. No, that's true, and I think you you would really need to have the international markets to
1: support that. But you know, Brazil, Mexico, the UK—you put a team in Japan. Mm-hmm. The issue I would have with it is now, what kind of a travel situation does that create for the entire league? Because I don't think that you can just jam all those teams into one division. As much as we'd like to, (laughs) the the
4: international division. Yeah, the (laughs) unfortunate. I got a game in uh, Rio, then I got a game in Tokyo, then I got Dubai. (laughs) It's like, ah, sorry, but yeah, Yeah. sorry about it. But uh, that's that. Them's them's the breaks. You got drafted to the uh, Dubai team, and now that's where you play. Um, Yeah, I I don't. um, That that would be that would be a smart way to get to forty teams. I would think you know two or three domestically, and then maybe seven abroad um oh no wait two yeah and five abroad um but it it would be it would be tough i mean if you're a if you're a, a draft pick do you just uh throw your your interview with <laughs> with the dubai oh, team so wow. you don't it's like oh no i don't really work hard and i don't yeah, uh, everybody's everybody's on the same on the same basis
1: with, with that, right. If you, you might lose your whole opportunity to be an NFL player. If you,
4: if you do that, that's a good point. Yeah. So um, it's again, it's maybe it's more fun as a discussion point than actually uh, seeing international teams, but I, I I think that's the smart way to grow. And I I would love to see um, love to see them at least uh, think about it seriously and possibly try it. I, I, I'll tell you what the pace that whoever, whoever said the thing that you mentioned
1: at the beginning, the pace of eight teams in 10 years seems less and less realistic to me the more I think about it mm-hmm. in terms of of what they really have to do to manage a process like that in terms of expansion drafts, in terms of you know collecting those fees. They certainly want to maintain the scarcity at all times, which is that's the central thing here is the, the teams have to be scarce enough so that there's competition. There's, there's right. a feeding frenzy for any team that wants to move. That's very important for for any additional expansion spot they offer up. There, there's got to be six international bids, three from the U.S. They've all got to be serious offers. They've they've all got to be like at least at the Baltimore level of, of 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 cities are willing to do anything to bend over backwards to get a team. Uh, they probably need to expand into Canada mm-hmm. again to, to 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 deal with that. But the, unfortunately, the only market they've got is already covered by a team that that I don't know how close they are to them, but but you know Buffalo and
4: and Toronto. Uh, already or have a relationship right I I would be curious to know how many I don't know what you would call them Torontoians um yeah. actually follow Buffalo sports or if it's they you know maybe some of them do but then they they sort of like Americans with either Premier League or, or something else they uh, I'll just pick a random team over there I'll be a Newcastle fan I'll be a uh, Liverpool fan mm-hmm. um So I would like to know what the breakdown is of uh, Toronto residents that actually do follow um, or or part of the Bills Mafia, you know, diehard members or if they they could. Because I think if you put an NFL team there and you still had one in Buffalo, I think those markets would be – because nobody in Buffalo is – jumping ship those guys are nuts <laughs> they right. love their team so i think toronto and and if you look at the raptors they call that canada's team so if you mm-hmm. um if you live in vancouver you're probably a raptors fan so if toronto mm-hmm. got a nfl team vancouver to montreal to quebec i'm i'm guessing they're all going to be or most of most of uh, canada is going to f- jump on board with uh with the canadian nfl team that, it could
1: well be um all right, I think we've hit on most of the things on the list, but but what about the the, the current playoff structure? That because that's something I think that a
4: lot of people, you know, some people like it. I think I think <laughs> some other people really hate it. And uh, put me in the latter. It is it drives me insane. Um, most so I, I would I, I won't say every year. There are definitely years where exactly the the right teams got in they're exactly the exact right number, and the the people that are playing each other should be playing each other. But man, when it goes wrong, it really goes wrong. And I, I think my biggest problem with it um, is the home game that's given to the um, division winners when they are not playoff caliber, you know. So I did a little bit of uh, digging through the schedule of the last couple of years, and it looks like in, in 15 and in 14 and 13 and in 2010, a 800 or less team made, I'm sorry, 800, 500, a 500, right. eight yep. and eight team, a 500, uh, or, or worse team got in at the expense of a double digit win team. And I mean, if that that's happening, if we're allowing teams like the seven and nine Washington football team, mm-hmm. uh, to make it when, you know, 11 or 10 and 6, 11 and 5 teams are not making it. Uh, I think that's just a travesty. I mean, why are we playing the, what? why are we playing 16, 17 games, soon to be 18 games to determine the best teams only to let a substandard team in and not just let a substandard team in, but to give them a home game in the playoffs? It just makes no sense to me.
1: I agree that it's, it's a, it's a difficult thing to deal with. I, the NFL has has put their chips on divisional play, mm-hmm. and obviously divisions are not even. But the NFL at least has the revenue sharing and the roller coaster parity elements that allow teams to succeed cycle to cycle in a way that they would like to run their operation. So you can run it as a level performance operation like the Ravens have very successfully, or you can run it like. Other teams that are that are perfectly willing to tank, like Miami, mm-hmm. like Cleveland, in terms of of their uh, inability to, to to maintain you know high quality level play, but then also being willing to tank for high draft picks and try and convert that into something that, that they can then turn around. Um, I, I, because I like that component so much, and I've seen what non revenue sharing how that has killed baseball. Yeah. I mean, that has destroyed it um you know the, the NFL has the right starting formula with revenue sharing but it's all based on there being enough scarcity around the league that the national television still dominates those revenues so i think as long as they can keep that i don't have a problem with weak divisions occasionally creating a weak team coming out of it i think that's actually better than having something where they said you know tell you what yeah, um, Dallas, you get to keep a higher proportion of your revenues because you're generating more of the league revenues. Once you start down that dark road, um, very hard to uh, uh, to get back from it. And they still they still get to keep some of their own revenues that that are mm-hmm. not uh, you know league revenues. But
4: uh, no, I, I I see where you're coming from there, and I um I wouldn't push back um uh, how 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 the revenue is shared. I think there are minor tweaks that we could make though to the and and I and I'm the same I like the divisions I like smaller divisions I think that the we have like legitimate bad blood with the three other teams in the AFC mm-hmm. North right it's great it's it's fun you know is that I, hate? I, it's good for football hate is good for football I do not want to watch uh teams I don't care about <laughs> you know mm-hmm. t- twice a year And these it's it's great so when but when it when it falls apart when it doesn't work I think if they do nothing else if you don't have, if you're not above 500, you don't get a home game, right? So if the other team, if the if if the wild card team has 10 wins, you're the uh, divisional winner that's seven and nine has to go on the road. I, how they haven't already done that is is beyond me, because I mean it's not really. I I know owners push back about a lot of this stuff, but I don't think in their mind owners, when they're sitting down at the table, like, oh, I'm going to be the 7 and 9 team. They're thinking, no, I'm going to be the 10 and 6 team. So I think everybody would go for this as far as getting that. I would also – and if if that's uh, – if, if people were amenable to that, I would say the second part would be that if you're – Maybe it's a divisional winning percentage thing, or maybe it's strictly you have to get to a double-digit amount of wins. If you can't do that, you don't get an automatic berth. You just go into the wild card hopper with everybody else. We can we can structure How that. this. Okay. How about we we
1: we we make a different suggestion here? Because I think you're, you're what you're talking about is very complex, but it could it could work. But what if you had your same one through seven pairings? Okay. You're saying, you're saying one through seven teams. So the one team gets a bye and two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five, et cetera. Those pairings don't get changed. Okay. But if the what would be the road team finished two games ahead of the other divisional team in the standings, then they
4: flip the home destination that that works for me yeah okay, i mean that would get most of your problems solved i think right if, yeah if you have a two game advantage over the team that you're playing and this would this would negatively affect the ravens and i'm still on board because i you know i i'm for fair football over you know homerism uh mm-hmm. every day of the week uh so uh, in that 2018 game where uh the LA chargers. Sorry. I I caught myself that time. Didn't say San Diego, the LA chargers had to come here. I believe they were 12 and four and we were 10 and six, you know, they had the, they had that two game advantage. I don't think that it's the end of the world that we would have to go, um, visit them for a playoff game and how it, how it (laughs) ended up, you know, we would have (laughs) not had to witness uh, some heartbreak firsthand, but I like that idea of the, the two game, um, sort of what would you call that a trigger a, a flip of the switch sure. if you get that two games uh, cushion then you get the home game that works for okay. me all
1: right well they could do that I, I i don't think that would be that hard to decide it's certainly something that would add some additional excitement to what otherwise could be a meaningless divisional game at the end of a year if if, you, if you're if you an eight and eight team sorry if you're an eight and seven team who still has your division locked up going to the final week but you you have to go nine and seven in order to get that game at right. home it's like it's always good to add things that would uh would add and, and same goes for a you know a locked in wild card team that can't do any better than the four seed or whatever mm-hmm. they they then have something to play for so that uh, i think that would be interesting or the five seed i should say uh what have we not hit on in terms
4: of what we wanted to talk about here well i uh uh I hesitate to bring this up because if the, if the last one was, (laughs) if the last one was um, a little too out there, this one might be um, uh, a little difficult for people. Uh, But I, I, well, let's, let's break it down like this. Number of playoff teams. You mentioned Mm -hmm. the, the pairings one through seven. Are you fine with seven entries per conference or would you bump it back down to six?
1: I, honestly, I think I'd be fine with either seven or even eight. And and the and I understand why football does it. It's, it's certainly be part of our economics episode. But if you know, however many playoff teams there are in total, and there are fourteen now, subtract one, that's the number of playoff games you have because everybody has to be eliminated. Mm-hmm. Single elimination is pretty pretty obviously. Like, you know, having thirteen playoff games versus having eleven is a big financial number for the NFL. So I understand why they do it. It's it's it really makes sense. From that perspective, does it does it do I like that there's only one team getting a buy? Well, you know, you're the one who wanted more differentiation. I'm going to say in between, you know, having a, a better record during the regular
4: season and and, and the others, and that's what that would create. You know, you, you, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm fine with the one team getting a buy. I'm fine mm-hmm. with well. To be honest with you, I'm fine with up to three teams getting a buy because what I would say is that we're looking at this the wrong way. We we sort of say we're going to take 14 of you, regardless of how you 14 end up. So an eight and nine team, a seven and ten team. I mean, goodness sakes, is a six and eleven? Is that good? Are we going to see a six and eleven team uh, make the playoffs? I would say the playoffs are a reward for not, not just competent, but then, but an excellent season. Right. So let's say we're going to allow how many teams we're going to allow teams in the playoffs that had a playoff worthy record. Right. So I know that this is going to um, possibly cost the NFL guaranteed games, but on years that they uh, like uh, a very cool year to look at this idea is uh 2020 because what mm-hmm. happens is in the NFC, the Washington football team was the four seed at seven and nine. And the um, Bears were the six seed. This was before seven um, teams. The Bears mm-hmm. were the six seed at eight and eight. So in my in my system, the f- top three teams would get a bye. And uh, four would play five on wild card weekend. And then they would play it out. But on the AFC side, there was actually...
1: So you you drop one team from the playoffs from from that year?
4: I would drop two. I would drop the Washington Football team and the and the, um, Bears. And the Bears. So it's 5 plays 4 and 1 2 and 3 get a bye. On That's the AFC side Two oh, lost playoff games? I I understand. Look, I understand. Um, okay. but on the AFC side there was actually 8 teams worthy yeah, eight teams So the Miami Dolphins were 10 and six that year, but they were the uh, obviously the eight seed and they didn't make it. So on that side, nobody gets a buy. And um, you have four four playoff games. And I looked at I looked at some of the uh, past years from 2021 back to 2010 and. The number of, so it was 12 years, but that's 24 fields between AFC and NFC. Mm-hmm. And the number of years that it would be less than six on each side would be 11 times. And the number of times it would be six or more would be 13 times. So you're basically evening out. I mean, more often than not, you're going to have six or more teams. So the, the playoff structure that we had from the year mm-hmm. before, but obviously uh, like you said, you're risking you losing playoff money each year. Sure, maybe there's a maybe there's a compromise here. How
1: about cross-seeding uh, conference playoff games? And they do this in hockey, obviously, where they have uh, I think top three from each division make it, and then it's two wild cards thereafter. But it could you could do the same kind of thing from uh, in, in football by just cross seating for conferences. So the, the bears are eight and eight, but there's a 10 and
4: six AFC team that's getting left out Well they kick the bears out and they go over and play the NFC teams. That works. You know, as long as, as long as mediocre teams, uh, and subpar teams are not getting in and X ex- are not, you know, above average to playoff caliber teams are getting in whatever system that they have to, uh, enact for that to, to work, I I'm for it. Um okay. I'm going to go ahead and I know that uh the the revenue is going to, you know, I know why they expanded to 7, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. I know they wanted the the extra money and plus a Monday night playoff game. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. great. Um but three and they've done this for 2 years now, right? So they had uh 2020 and 2021 where they had uh 7 this- I'm trying to
1: think. Yeah, I think that's right. The Chiefs were right. the one seed in in twenty, and and that's when the Ravens played Tennessee, and then they played Buffalo divisionally.
4: Right. Okay. Yeah. So they've done this twice. of the Of the four seven seeds, three of them were terrible. I mean that those uh, Pennsylvania teams from last year had no right to be in the playoffs. I did not watch a second of that. Uh, Bucks Eagles game because I knew that they were going to get annihilated. I did watch this. I like when the Steelers get (laughs) manhandled, so I did watch that game. Uh, I do have to admit, Um, but the uh, the Colts from two years ago were eleven and five, right? So if you go back to six seeds, which again is my preference, um, and then to leave out a quality team, but if you have this variable system where you can let in eleven and five teams, or like you said let, let the Colts play over in the NFC for that playoff round. Um, Either of those works for me. I just, I can't watch any more uh, (laughs) Eagles and uh, Steelers of last year, you know, muddle their way through playoff
1: games. It's a, it's a great thought experiment. You know, going through this is really interesting. We do see, you know, obviously there's a common thread that the NFL is, is going through here is, is they're trying to maintain the scarcity of a product while putting as many high value games and and not even for a second, let's not even think for a second that, Oh, what's two extra playoffs games. It's that's, that's enormous for the NFL. I mean, they only play what 256 that was with a 16 team. I guess 272 regular season games. Uh, And that's not very many. And then, you know, it's having the difference between 11 and 13 in the playoffs when those games are probably, you know, twice as popular, uh, in, ter- in terms of who views them and whatnot, I, I'm just I I don't I think the NFL will be loath to give that up. I also think the NFL will not go back to a 16 game <laughs> schedule without some almost cataclysmic event
4: causing it. No, I'm I'm on board with you there. Like it, like you said, I I do this a lot, kind of uh, rearranging leagues, different rules, different things. It's the whole. Um, Impetus for this for this series that we're doing. Uh, how likely is any of it? You know, we we of course we always have to account for economics because that's you know that's what the NFL is. It's it's a it's a giant business that's all that's a cash cow to all of the all of the owners. So of course they're not going to you know give up free money. Um, I would say from a just a just a pure um, fan engagement standpoint seven teams is too much. But again, you said you have, uh, you have uh fantasy football in the playoffs, you have gambling, you know, who knows what the, what the spread was. I don't think either, either of those seven seeds covered it, but I'm sure people out there enjoyed, uh, enjoyed gambling on it. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, try to take money out of people's pockets. If the NFL wants to have seven seeds, I'm sure the Ravens will be a seven seed one of these years and I'll have to eat my words. But, um, I think I think if if we were to take a sober look at at the playoff fields and say, do we need seven teams? Are seven teams warranted uh, every season in each conference? I don't think the answer is yes to that. Well,
1: one of the one of the things they got out of the seventh team is that the sixth team was not consistently shafting the one team in the divisional round because the reseeding method makes it even more likely. That that the one seed gets a gets a weaker team in that in that second game, but the but the Ravens in particular is a six seed beating the Titans. The Titans then returning the favor as a six right. seed on the Ravens, and and all the things that have happened, uh, uh, you know, over these years, uh, really are are you know I don't think it, it's bad for the league. I don't think the 2008 run of the Ravens was bad for the league in any way, shape, or form.
4: Were, were they, they eight
1: and eight that year? No, they were they were they were good. They were. 11, 11 and 5
4: 11 and 5 I think that's right. Oh was it the next year yeah. they were like 9 and 7 or something like that.
1: Next year they were 9 and 7 yeah. very good. Yeah. But they but they they barely squeaked in on the with a last week win. In fact in, in 2008 they needed to win that last game against Jacksonville to get in. Um but they, but anyway the the being an 11 and 5 team Still obviously a quality team. They they went on the road. They beat Miami, who didn't really have any business hosting a hosting a home <laughs> playoff game. But but you know, hey, it happens. And then and then the uh they uh you know went to Tennessee and uh handed it to them uh mm-hmm. in 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 a really exciting game, very much a mirror of that two thousand game. And then they went to the to the Steelers and and we had a great AFC championship game, as as crappy as the result was, uh, you know, we had something that that was uh that was really special and fun to watch.
4: Yeah, I know. I, that was a, that was a fun year. Um, but it, I don't think anybody would want an 11 and five team to not, to not be in the, uh, Fair in the playoffs yeah. there. Yeah. So, uh, and that, that Colts team I, I referenced before, uh, from, uh, the, the first seven seed in the, um, in the AFC was an 11 and five team. So they would have, they would have missed the cut, um, that year. So I'm not, I'm, I understand that sometimes the, the extra playoff seed, um, The the seven seed does let in a quality team and I'll, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll eat that, but I I think more often than not, uh, and and from looking back, just from today, just looking back on these different years and remembering some of these teams that got all these seven and nine teams that got in and got to host a playoff game, it was just making my blood boil. <laughs> I don't right. think that was a uh, a good way to spend my time today. So
1: this is this is
4: a cool set of ideas.
1: Is how could the how could the thing be reformatted? I think when we get back to it, the really important things we talked about tonight. I, I I'm not going to discount the playoff things i just think a lot of that is probably immutable and we could talk about it a lot what i think is really interesting is how the nfl will control expansion to keep that 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 franchise scarcity at the level they want it so there's still a, you know a, a school of piranhas every mm-hmm. time waiting to drop on the next piece of meat the nfl you know tosses
4: chum that the nfl tosses into the water of course yeah they um they they're a smart league they're going to grow in a smart, responsible way. But I mean it's it again it comes back to optimization. Somewhere out there, whether it's San Antonio, whether it's San Diego, there is a market of, you know, a million plus people that are going uh not properly served by, you know, not having mm-hmm. an I mean, does does LA need two teams and San Diego have zero teams? It just doesn't mm-hmm. make it doesn't compute with me. Like I, I you know. no matter how good Justin Herbert turns out to be, I mean, they're always going to be the Clippers out there to, to the Rams. So I, I don't know why we're doing, you know, I don't know why. So this isn't even, this isn't even, um, expansion obviously this would be moving teams but i think as long as you know if 32 we go to 34 you can put it in uh toronto as we talked about mexico city i mean there are there are smart ways to grow and you would you wouldn't have to have you wouldn't you know decimate the other teams with uh eight expansion drafts which would just be sort of nutty um but that you know it is that leave that scarcity have have uh, people champing at the bit to have an NFL team, so that so that NFL owners feel comfortable, but then also get get into those markets where um, you're really serving the league and you're really growing the product.
1: Outstanding discussion, Colt. Really appreciate having you on for that. Let's talk a little bit. Where, where can people talk football with you?
4: Because I'm sure they're going to want to after this. <laughs> let's, let's hope so. Yeah, I'm on this uh, brand new uh, media platform called Twitter.com. I just <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get in at the ground level. I, I yeah. <laughs> signed up two weeks ago. Um, uh, my handle is Last Be More Colt. So uh, yeah, reach out to me. I don't know how it works yet, but um, I'm sure uh, if people start messaging me, We can. Uh, I, I'll figure it out.
1: Okay. You keep your DMs open. That's the key. That's what I do, folks. If you want to talk to me about football, uh, whether it's a series of shows like Cold Hat, that's great. But even if you just have one topic you're really passionate about and you want to go into some depth on it in about 25 or 30 minutes, and I always say that and we end up... I talk to people I like about football. It always goes 45, 50 minutes, an hour, or whatever. That's fine. Uh, but we, we'd love to have you on. And uh, just send me a DM. They're always open. I'll respond to you very quickly. Colt, last time you sent me an email, but because hey, yeah, you, you're you know a little behind psychologically, just like tip. I can say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but we got back very quickly in terms of talking about putting the series together because it's such a good idea and and, uh and appreciate you being
4: able to to put your thoughts together so well on this and and be ready to go Uh, Uh, not a problem And, and and i'm so happy to be here this was it was great uh First time we talked, I think we cursed uh, Sam Cook right out of the league. So that was unfortunate. <laughs> um, but hopefully, uh, maybe maybe we do have that sort of power and we can uh, affect some of these changes we talked about today. But I, no, I'm just kidding. It was a great, uh, great discussion. Thank you so much for having me on, as always. All right. You're welcome anytime, Colt. And we'll talk to you next time
1: on Film Study.